0: where they're like, hey, we've noticed you've been on Hinge for seven years, continually, pretty much. Now we have a deal with this doctor to freeze your eggs.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. Erica, I miss our hotel room in Vegas, your background.
0: (laughs) I'm back, baby. I'm back in Vegas this week. Uh feels nice. Great weather. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm so jealous. I was
1: just like when after we logged on and I like saw your background, I was like just flashing back to our trip. I'm just like, oh, that was so fun.
0: Yeah, it's a good time. My friend Talia, my uh my, my former roommate that I just moved out, she's coming yeah. <laughs> to join me for a few days. So, she already she's very an itinerary gal, I guess. But but the perfect type of just kind of one big thing a day. Yeah. So she's only here three, four days. So just one thing a day. She already mapped it out. So uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to do some stuff we didn't get to do yet. So I love it. Yeah. What are you most very excited fun. about that you're going to do? Uh, I'm a showgirl. We're going to go see, uh, I'm going to see another magic show. <laughs> yes. Which one are you going to see? Uh, so I think we might end up seeing two because Penn and Teller was not uh, here while you were here right. and they're back and it's oh, right in the bugs. hotel. So it's super easy for me to just leave the... Sh- I You know, I have two shows every night, 7 and 9.30. And it's a yeah. perfect time right in between the two. So I can run over there and do that. Uh, there also is Chippendales in our hotel, which is also right in between our two shows. So we'll see if we're up for another uh, shirtless man fest. Uh, but Amazing. we're for sure seeing probably Penn and & Teller. And we already got tickets to... It's like this newer magician. Um, I'm I'm going to probably butcher his name. He's at the Mirage. His name is Shin Lin, I believe is how oh, you say yeah. It. I'm yeah, very sorry yeah. if I say that wrong, but my good friend is actually the house magician and MC at uh, the Big Apple Circus one of New York, Oh, and I was asking him about it, because he'll stop by at the Comedy Cellar and still do his stand-up, and I asked him, of the newer magicians in town, you know, we saw David Copperfield, who's, you know, world-renowned, famous for years, right, and he mm-hmm. said he's one of the best newer ones around, so I'm very excited to go check it out. So fun. I
1: was wondering if you were gonna say that you were seeing Usher and I was gonna be happy for you, but also so
0: upset. Dude. I looked at tickets because I could I would have had to come Saturday before the week I worked. Yeah. And it was insanely expensive. The floor seats were all sold out and it was like three hundred dollars for oh. nosebleed. And oh, so in that yeah, case I said, well, it. he'll take this on tour at some point and and I'll True. go see it. I True. was debating having Usher birthday, but he's he's not doing it my birthday, sadly. So. Oh, how dare he? I know. How dare he? But uh, I will see Usher in my lifetime. You mark my words. <laughs> I, I want this for you. I really do. I do, too, Allie. Maybe I'll find... We want to do a club. I have never done a club, God, in a long time, let alone a Vegas club. Mm. Maybe we'll try to figure out where's Usher going to be after the show. Maybe there we'll you do go. That. Maybe we'll do that. So, I'll see. I'll show my dance moves off to Usher. I love that. He'll be impressed. <laughs> uh,
1: so I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without
0: the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're, they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get
1: 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences.
0: But uh, what is new with you?
1: I so I talked last week about how, you know, I pursuant to this week's dating topic, <laughs> that I've just been feeling pretty fatigued by the apps and like nothing was really going on. Mm-hmm. I do, I am still intrigued by tinder premium but i've yet nothing has has materialized into a date there and so this past week i decided to activate bumble bff
0: oh okay yeah how's how's the mansion going there are you using the same opener I no
1: um (laughs) i have really been enjoying it so far and it's been interesting so i've i've only been on it for i don't know maybe three days it's very Mm. new What I like about it since the last time I tried it, I tried it when it very first came out. And when it very first came out, you had to have the same profile for all instances of Bumble.
0: Okay. That was going to be my first question is, how do you make the bio? Because the bio I would make for women would be different than the ones for men. It is different. Your profile,
1: it starts with your same pictures so that you you don't have to like go find your pictures, which like... Thank you, Bumble, because it's annoying to go find pictures. Although, <laughs> I did switch out one of my pictures for a photo of my cats on Bumble BFF.
0: Oh well, but that makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and I actually did it based on feedback from one of my matches because one of the there's different aspects of of the profile, and one of the one of the things it's like not quite interests, but it's like things about you or like ways that you would describe yourself. Okay. And one of mine is pet parent. Right. Or, yeah, cat person. Would you say and cat so, person? Does that sound weird? I'm a like cat that? lady. Cat yeah, lady? I, okay. Yeah, I, I was totally, going to say
0: that, and I didn't want to offend you. I'll be no, I, I'm
1: definitely a cat lady, but that was one of the options. It's like a drop okay. down.
0: Uh, uh, all right.
1: And so, kind of like, you know, on Bumble, you pick your interests. Like, on yeah. regular Bumble, you pick your interests. Similar thing. It's like an option. You, like, check them off. Okay. So, I picked, like, pet parent. I picked first-time homeowner. I picked... Basically, you, like pick things that you could then maybe like have in common with someone. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, she was like, I'm so surprised you said pet parent, but there are no pictures of your pets. And I realized, oh my God, you're so right. That was a major mistake. Interesting.
0: But this is I also something up. I think women want from apps, I guess whether they're looking for a friend or a date, is yes. we like seeing what are your interests. Or or, yeah. or people doing things and being with, you know, friends doing whatever, rock climbing, something. I also just don't lead with the fact that I have cats in a dating context because
1: so many people have negative connotations of cats, even if they end up liking them,
0: Mm -hmm. most people are not like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with cats. Right. It's different than dogs. There was some stat a year or two ago that was men that have cats on their dating profile, their number of likes is it's like, they're the least liked profiles overall.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
0: So like specifically men. So, and you know, I wonder if it's the same for women. I don't think it would be as much, but you never know.
1: It checks out though because as hypocritical as this is, when I do see a guy with a picture with him and a cat, so often I have to stop myself from being like, "Oh, cat guy." I'm like, you, "Really?
0: You like that?" <laughs> like interesting yeah. because all the men I know that have cats are relationship guys. Uh, yeah I th- I think they are that's right. very much relationship guys i think that's right
1: so anyway so i now have the only difference between the two from the pictures perspective is um my cats and this might not surprise you but it's difficult to get a picture of yourself with two cats
0: i mean i would believe that yeah
1: yeah so i'm not even in this picture it's just my two
0: cats yeah but i'm i mean for friendship i i don't think the women's fair they're yeah, not like uh, uh five pictures and one of the cats um, is she real? Hello? is she a catfish how do i know which one you are yeah are you the sure. orange one or the gray one um this is also making me think would i have the same exact pictures for both or would i almost feel like them seeing the profile i show men it almost feels more judgmental of like oh this is these are the pictures when you're trying to fuck erica like when you're oh, trying to hysterical. when you're trying to get it and pull in a man you know i, I almost would I feel forgot a slight judgment maybe I forgot I switched one other one out. I have a
1: picture of me with like a big group of friends that I don't have on my Bumble date.
0: It's like rubbing it in to anyone who's new to the city with Bumble BFF. You're like, I don't want to rub in that I, that I do have other friends I already. I already have friends. No, it's I already more got a solid like, group here. I hope that's not how anyone's interpreting it. No, I don't think so. But it, it would be a little funny of like, bitch, why are you here? You got eight friends. You know, yeah, There's so many people in this picture. Why you got do you whole need a team? More? <laughs> It is my volleyball team. Hilarious. Um,
1: in any case, so the last time I did it, it had to be the same profile, which made it very mm-hmm. difficult. It's imagine. now different. So it pulls in your pictures, but then you have to write a new bio. or You don't have to. You don't have to have a bio. But you write a new bio. You can write new prompts. The prompts are also different. Like there's different options. Some of them are the same, but there's other options. Um, and then you can also state what you're looking for. But it's what you're looking for like out of
0: Bumble BFF. Oh. Almost like you got any male friends you could hook me up with kind of thing? No, it's more like um
1: one of the options is co-working. One of the options is mm. like um new to the city. Okay. I- I'm forgetting what some of the other but it's more it's more like that. Um mm. or like someone to go to shows with or sober buddies. Like Okay.
0: Like a, that. a more specific extension of interests. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like the 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 assumption is that you're looking for friends because it's Bumble BFF. So it's Mm -hmm. like one level. It's one level below that. It's like okay, yeah, you're looking for friends, but what are you trying to do with those friends?
0: Yeah. What what, it almost sounds like. What are the events you want to do that you feel you don't have someone to do them with? Exactly. Okay. I like that though. Yeah.
1: No, it's great. Um, and then, so I I really like that. That I really like that I can actually differentiate my profile. I wasn't sure what to expect from that lens. And then what's also interesting is now that I'm matching with women, they can message me first.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It makes it mutual. Right. Or I would assume, I'd assume on Bumble, if you're same gender, that's also how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, That's how it works. Okay. So, but I've never experienced that.
1: Yeah. So on Bumble specifically, or well, anywhere. Uh, (laughs) So That's been interesting too, because I'm not using, so first of all, I actually don't, this is an update on my dating app usage. I'm not using generic openers that much anymore on Bumble update Mm -hmm. for everyone. Okay. Mostly because things have slowed down to the point where I have more time.
0: Yeah. I mean, true. It's like the generic opener is usually when I can't think of anything Yes. or I am, I, I got the ticker running out. Yes, exactly. And I haven't found
1: that to be the case. So I haven't been doing that on BFF. The other thing that I've been noticing, and this ties into the dating app fatigue thing, and we'll talk about this later in the episode, but a big theme that we heard from our listeners when we asked them, what is fatiguing you about dating? It's the lack of effort that the other party seems to be putting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from the Surveys that we've done, from the polls that we've done, from the submissions that we get, a large, large percentage of our listenership are women who date men. Right. And that is the segment of our listenership that was most often saying that theme, Mm -hmm. that they were finding that the men that they are trying to engage with are not engaging back in the same way that they're engaging with them. Tell me why every single woman seems cool, smart, and interesting on Bumble BFF.
0: Oh, okay, but wait. I was I was going to ask, what about the engagement, though?
1: Amazing, amazing.
0: Okay, I thought you were leading to going. All this, all these women are complaining, and then I get them Bumble BFF, and they're doing the same thing. But no, no not at all. Not I mean, at that's all. It was exciting. It's
1: great. I think I'm going to go on a bunch of friend dates. Yeah, but I'm like, this is the
0: problem. What do you mean? What's the problem? I, I'm this
1: this is the problem where there are all these women who are engaging and putting effort in on Bumble BFF, which I would imagine if they're doing that on Bumble BFF, if they are single and they are dating, they are probably putting in a similar level of effort to Bumble date. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but probably a lot of them.
0: Yeah. I would also assume with a friendship situation, and maybe it's also just because women love a plan, (laughs) uh, that you're less hesitant to book something out two weeks out specifically if True. you have, you know, I want to I like doing these type of events. Oh, there's one in 2 weeks. You want to go to this one with me? We could get a drink before and then go. Great. Awesome. And 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 I think maybe that's why you're not worried about, you know, losing a friend spark that you have, you know. Yeah. Does that and make I sense? I wonder
1: it does. And I wonder if we and th- now we're like kind of crossing over into territory of like topic talk, which is fine. But like I wonder if we could benefit from seeing dating a little bit more like I am seeing Bumble BFF. Like I'm thinking about like reflecting on my own approach to dating in that way of, mm-hmm. you know, the, cause the stakes are so much lower. The the, the stakes that I'm feeling, my perceived stakes are so yeah. much lower on Bumble BFF.
0: Oh, totally. But I, but I would just get it of communicating with uh, someone to date. And I feel they're dragging their feet on the plans is the most frustrating thing to me. Absolutely. Because I have no problem booking a uh, a date two weeks in advance. Yeah, Yeah, I I did, actually. I do have a date coming up. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, I don't recommend it. It's not ideal. But sometimes that happens of I'm out of town, you're out of town, whatever. Let's tentatively go out this day. Great. Yeah. Uh, But it still is the frustrating. It's because we talk about love like it should be quicker and the interest should be more immediate. And yeah. if they're not showing you that interest, that means someone else might be getting it, and all these other ideas that run through our head. But with a friend, you know, we talked about this with Rachel, right? Actually, we did. It's, yeah, it's, it's not night. We don't have one friend; you have multiple friends, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, maybe looking at it that lens can help. It just, yeah. So I don't, so, know, I don't know where I was going with that thought, but yeah. no. But I think I, that's exactly where my head was at,
1: though. Is that similar to what we talked about with Rachel? I think one of the reasons that the stakes feel lower and it feels easier in the Bumble BFF context is because, yeah, I have a ton of friends and I'd like more and that would be cool. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I don't have my existing friends or like I can have more of them.
0: Right. I usually do the friendship comparison with dating when – I'm dating someone and they're doing things I don't like, I'll ask myself if a friend was doing this, yeah, would I be considering them a good friend? And if the answer is no, then that just makes it more clear of someone's lack of interest in me. However, totally. we have more patience with the friends because there's not this, you know, how often are we hearing from them and and are we friend hanging once a week and, and building our community? You know, it's like you are, but there's less pressure uh, with time. Yeah. Which is, that's that's the one thing that'll be hard hard to replicate, I guess. Yes,
1: totally. So that's something that I've been reflecting on. And then also just this thing of like all of these women, not all, but many of the women that I'm talking to, a much higher percentage of them are engaging and asking me questions. Mm -hmm. And like, I haven't, we haven't, I haven't moved. It's only been a couple of days. I haven't moved to the let's hang out phase with anybody. (laughs) But... It's just a much higher percentage of engagement than I have found on Bumble Date. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just, it feels validating in a sense. And I think I'm hoping that people listening are like, understand what I mean by that too, that like women that are writing in and saying that like, I'm not feeling this engagement back. It's like, yeah, I'm, I am meeting all of these women that are really engaged and really wanting to talk and, and putting effort in. Mm-hmm. And fuck, that's frustrating when you're
0: not feeling it the other way. Oh, 100%. Um, I was curious can you filter swiping women for friendship? What filters does it offer you? It doesn't offer you as many. So you can filter on,
1: um, well, I don't know if it doesn't offer you as many. It offers you different ones. So you can filter on age and distance, like okay, same that thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Because I pay for premium, I was wondering about this. My premium applies across okay. the instances of Bumble. So I do have advanced filters. Let me I'm going to open them right now and we will look. Because at them. you
0: know what a filter that I think I would be tempted to use. What? And I don't, but I don't know if this is even an option on your profile is is the other woman single or in a relationship. You can do that. And I have played around filter? with it. Yes, you can. <gasps> oh, yes, see this can. makes sense cuz I think a lot of people would be drawn to Bumble BFF of say you've already lived in a city and you have friends, and then suddenly all your friends are in relationships, and you want another single friend to have around here's what's interesting. I started out from that lens,
1: filtering on single people. Mm-hmm. I ran out of people pretty quickly okay I was also i also I also um, decreased my distance radius quite a bit mm. from my date one because my that my initial sense, though. thought, one of the things that I've really been trying to do. None of my friends live in my neighborhood, not even close. Nobody lives within walking distance. Nobody even lives like a stop or two away. Mm-hmm. I don't have any friends where I can be like, except my new neighbor friend who I am. I think she listens.
0: So hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> who I. <laughs> I didn't forget about you.
1: Hi, neighbor. I, I think I sw- we're becoming friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to call you back, I swear.
1: <laughs> no, but she and I have been building a friendship. We've gone on a couple walks and drinks and stuff. Yeah. Besides her. I don't have anybody that I can say, hey, what are you up to right now? Do you want to go grab a drink? And we could both be there within like a, a small mm. amount of time. Just being off the same train line
0: is huge in New York.
1: Yeah. Like Cindy and I used to live within walking distance of each other before I bought this place. And it was just so wonderful. And I will, of course, in no way replace Cindy with whoever this person is who lives near me. But I'm just hoping that w- through this, I can find some neighborhood friends. Right. So I decrease my distance and then I have, you know, my age range or whatever, but I started out with single and I found that at least in Brooklyn near me, there are far more women who have marked themselves as in a relationship, engaged or married than single mm-hmm. on Bubble BFF.
0: Okay. But the plus side of that is they might know other men. Not that you're so that there for I that stopped, purpose, but that's when I stopped filtering on single
1: women. Cause I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right that would be that's just the added perk of well, they're already locked in, and if they're with some great guy, he might have a great single friend, yeah, so so not, not so that I would be opposed on. when I said that filter, but just I would understand going on it and at first saying, I want a girl I can you know go to a bar with on a Saturday who's yeah. not all like, Oh God, you know, we're in bed at like nine thirty. Fuck off. You know, <laughs> like all the couples that go, you know, we're just like such homebodies now. We like barely go out. We're like an old married couple. I'm like, shut it. I don't want to hear it. Thanks for the help. You know, <laughs> like, thank you so much anyway. So, so you can filter on
1: that. You can also filter on what they're looking for. So I just opened it up to give you more examples of what we were saying before. So things like workout and sports, live music, nights out, arts okay. and culture, kid play dates which like makes sense if you're you know like moving to a new city and you want you know mom oh, for friends. Sure. so on that note you can filter on whether or not they have kids and then the other ones are pretty similar like smoking drinking etc um, yeah
0: or you don't have a dog but like a great easy thing is just walking your dogs together my friend Stephanie yep has made great friends in her building and they're all dog owners and they would just keep seeing each other at the little dog park and then in COVID times became really close because you couldn't really mix and see that many people and yeah now they're some of her best friends
1: it's great. yeah it makes sense so sadly my cats hate leashes um <laughs> but yeah so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic it I have I'm talking to honestly more people than I would be able to s- plan to yeah. with. so I'm assuming that things will fall off but I, I'm excited about it one thing that is a little funny is that there is that because either of us can message first. I've messaged a few people if I ha- like basically if like I had time when we matched, I did it and if I didn't have time, then I would like put it aside for later and then they might might message me or I might go back. It's still
0: 24 hours, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, it's still 24 hours for both. So it's 24 hours for the first person to message and then it is still yeah. 24 hours for the next person to reply and then it goes away.
0: Got it. I
1: haven't reached the hey we should hang out portion of any conversation yet. We're not quite there yet. I'm
0: curious, like, what that's going to feel like. I mean, I think, it, I think it would go based on the interests, probably. Or, like you said, you live in the neighborhood. It almost seems more on a whim and also more acceptable to be on a whim because a friend date, totally. you're not so like, oh, I got to, what should I wear? And, you know, I got to look cute. At, le- at least I wouldn't. I'd be like, I-, I would message, like, I'm in my sweats and I'm going to go for a long walk. You want to join? Yeah. Easy peasy. Because that's the biggest thing with women. It's more, tell me what you're wearing. If I show up and you're dressed to the nine and you told me you were dressed casual, I'm furious to show up in a sweatshirt. Like, (laughs) okay, cool, cool. You're the hot one. Cool. You know? It's so funny that you said
1: that because I went to brunch with five of my volleyball girlfriends yesterday and we had a specific DM conversation. I don't really know why we were doing this in Instagram DMs, but we were. We had a specific Instagram DM conversation beforehand where somebody said, "So what are we wearing? Are we cute? Are we casual cute? Are we cute cute?" And yeah, yeah, yeah. Every girl knows what cute cute means.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Like but like 10. if you said
1: to a guy like, "Yeah, we're driving. We're we're dressing cute cute." Like cute cute. <laughs> what are you
0: talking about? <laughs> right? But yet you just you you want to know cuz I've gone to yeah. those situations and said, "I'll be honest, I'm not in the mood to doll up, so I'm going to be chill, but but I'm coming." And they're like, "Great." You know, Perfect. come anyway. But walking in blind is the absolute worst feeling in the world.
1: But the funniest thing is we had this whole conversation about how we were going to be dressing and people like detailed out what outfits they were going to wear whatever. One of the people in the group chat ended up not being able to come. And we sent pictures through in the group chat afterwards. And she was like, y'all had this whole conversation, but you look like you went to five different events. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like None of us were dressed the same at all. But can I say, though, that to me is the biggest indicator of the age of a group of women. Everyone in the same damn thing. I'm like, on oh, these 22-year-olds over here. <laughs> Everyone was like, you wearing your jean skirt and a black top? Me too. And it's just a different variation of the black top, but it's the same freaking thing. Same haircut. And then as you get older, you finally just find your own style. But I've, ugh, I've read so many male friends shit on that. They'll be like, ugh. All these girls that probably go out with their friends that dress all the same. Like, that's their knock to younger women. Like, they don't dress the same? I mean, men's fashion does not have, you know, that many variables. But I get what they Mm -hmm. mean of... You know what an indicator is to me of age? And this isn't shitting on people because I did this. That's why I know this. But I remember telling my sister she had that thing of, oh, I don't want to get a haircut. I want my hair to be really, really long. And I said to her, I was like, you need to get a trim to keep your hair healthy. Also, that is the biz- biggest signal, signal that you are young. I'm like, I long see hair? all those girls with that super, super long straight hair. I go, I know that's every, you know, 15-year-old girl that goes to the hairdresser and is like, but I want to keep it long. Only take like this much. off. Only take like a little bit off. And then they're always mad that it was too much. And it's like, Yeah. And then my sister started cutting her hair a little more, and she said, uh, I get it. I now see it in everybody else. Like, oh, there's the young woman with the super long hair. That you're like, yep, she's terrified to get it cut. I don't know why, but she is, you know. Well, mine's anyway. never grown super long, so I can't relate. <laughs> I'm but bitch. anyway, that
1: was a, a long tangent to say that I'm on Bumble BFF um but you know what i misspoke earlier when i said that tinder premium had not led to any dates because the date that i have coming up that i scheduled two weeks in advance is from tinder i just completely forgot oh, okay. until you said that about the two weeks in advance because <laughs> it's not in your calendar this week that's why i forgot it's not about yeah it's not a, it's not on my rolling seven day calendar and thus i forgot about it but it it, okay. it is now it is now this weekend we so just a tinder to schedule tinder it. redemption tinder redemption and this is the first guy that I have gone out with in a while where I do not know how tall he is. Oh, because you don't have to say on Tinder. You don't have to say. But you, do you have it
0: on your profile? I'm curious.
1: I do. It's the very first thing on my, in my bio. It's, it oh, okay. literally – I lead with it the very first thing in my bio because I've had too many experiences Yeah. before – especially before apps had height. Like when Bumble first came out, height wasn't on there, for example – um, I've had too many experiences where guys are surprised by how tall I am, and then I have a really negative date
0: experience because they're mean about yeah. it, yeah, I have a picture of me and my one of my shortest friends to visual- visually clearly say it, and then I usually just write five eleven and then I put my location five eleven n y c comedian it's like here's here's the big three here this you is go. what you need to know there you go yeah so
1: so it is front and center in my bio if they miss that that's their bad it is so mm-hmm. it is right there. Um, But, yeah, he does not have his height. He knows how tall I am. We'll see. Oh, look at this. Really changing it up. Yeah. I mean, I've been on... It's really because I haven't been on a Tinder date in quite a while. And all the other apps that I use,
0: people's height is there. Yeah, but it, uh, I'd be interested if he is a little shorter than you and you're still into it. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. I've dated you guys who know. are shorter than me. I know. I'm not saying you're fully anti. It's just... It's, you know, it's one of those things you never know till it happens.
1: It's, and that's, I mean, the guy, the actually, the guys that I've dated who are shorter than me are guys I met in person. But that makes sense because, yeah, it's personality, baby. Mm-hmm. Pulling through. Yeah. One of the guys I dated that was shorter than me is the dentist, um, who I've mentioned like a couple times. It's one of my ex boyfriends. And I met him on Halloween. He was dressed as Garth from Wayne's World, like full. Full wig. I mm-hmm. had no idea what this man looked like.
0: <laughs> yeah, At so that's all. pure personality. Yeah. At I all. Love I had no
1: idea. I had no idea what he looked like. I was like panicking going to our first date because I was like, I, what if I don't even know who he is in this bar? <laughs> but it worked out. I mean, it worked out for yeah, a well, times, But it worked out. <laughs> luckily, my costume was, my face was not
0: obscured. So he walked yeah. up to me. <laughs> but that's the beauty of Halloween. It's like a blind date for everybody. Like, Truly. Oh. Truly. Never know. So yeah, what? Uh,
1: you're in Vegas now, but how was your last week in New York?
0: Uh, good. It was good. I really, I really more was looking forward to going to L.A. for a few weeks. Honestly, uh, for kind of health reasons, I feel the beauty of New York is it's a hustling city and its energy, and it and it gets me going all the time. But then the downside is, if you're not constantly doing something, you feel guilty. And the times I've been in LA, just of a stress level, have felt so much better. And to be honest, I did not, I have not reached out at all to be booking shows, which some people might find surprising. Um, Oh, like in LA, you mean? Yeah. like I ju- Part of it was time. I've just been slammed. And the other part of me just said, you know what? I think I could use a couple weeks of basically at night not worrying about going out and performing and especially being new to the city, just getting to see all my friends and, and going wherever they are. So if they have shows, great. I'll go hang out, meet some people that run shows, show face, basically let people know I've moved here, get my room set up and just not feel a constant Working all day and then running out and working all night. That I, I'm gonna do my best of get up in the morning, some type of movement, workout class, walk, something. I, I want to make that my new routine because I think it also helps me then sit down and focus and do my work. Because yeah, I, I hate to hate getting out of bed and immediately going to my computer. And I, and all the time I go, oh, just this couple quick emails, couple quick things, and then it's nope. three hours later. I'm starving, and then I'm sitting on my couch eating lunch. Like, you have not moved at all today. So, honestly, a health standpoint, I'm like, LA is a great place to do it because even going out to eat with friends, it is, you know, kind of the health capital. There's always a gluten-free this, a dairy-free that, a blah, 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 whatever you're trying to maybe have in moderation. Uh, so, honestly, that's, like, the number one thing I'm looking forward to is a little bit of a break with shows. And, you know, I have the mentality of, like, okay, I'm going to be out here a lot now. I don't feel crammed, and maybe these three weeks... I'll just kind of be setting that stuff up in the future of, Hey, I'm, I'm in town. People go, Oh, it's great. I'll say I'm back in July. Love to do the show. Yeah. Kind of figure it out from there. So I got a couple DMS from people being like, Oh, do you have shows in LA? And I, I bet I will have a few still, but I just have not had it in me to hustle for them. I was, I said, I need a little break from performing. I love
1: that for you. You deserve a break. Yeah. So
0: I am really looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Um. And, uh, yeah, so it also made my last week in New York not sad in a way of I just am looking forward to a break and something new. And, you know, it also helps. I'm going to be back in a month for about a week and a half before yeah. uh, our trip to Greece. So it's kind of a perfect uh, dip in the toe in situation with L.A. And I'm going to more fully be there after the summer. I'll be back and forth a little bit, but, uh, but it's nice. I'm excited. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st, get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come. Experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week.
1: It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area.
0: Yeah, so make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st, and if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind, half the trip being (laughs) moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come, doesn't matter, you are welcome to join.
1: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmisterheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just
0: so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So uh, speaking of friendship, (laughs) we have a very interesting uh, listener poll this week about friendship in a way. Uh, it is definitely about friendship. <laughs> it's about the closest of friendships. Is it? Okay, so uh, is this poll inspired by recent events in my life? Maybe. Go to the Patreon to talk <coughs> about that. <clears throat> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, all right, so uh, this, this conversation came up. I had brunch with a few friends on Saturday. This convo came up between four women all very different opinions. So I was like, we got to do it for a poll. I found it very, very interesting. So first question from the poll is, would you ever have sex in your friend's bed when they're out of town? Now, the emphasis is you're staying at their place and they are out of town. I, we, I, I wonder if people just read this, like, would you have sex in your friend's bed? They're like, what? Why? Why would I? So uh, so we specifically put the
1: clarification that you are staying at their place for that reason, and yet still, in the explanation box, I at least got several people being like, "Why don't you just go to your own bed?" I'm like, "No." The, okay. The point is that your own bed is not available. You're staying with
0: a friend. <laughs> right. So, anyway, the I would options- like to think I would like to think that influenced people's answers because the polls are not in my favor. They're not in your favor, my friend. <laughs> they are like, the not, options not in my here favor. Here
1: are the options. Here are have sex or don't have sex. There's no like option C.
0: Go to your own bed. Like that's right, not an exactly. Option. Exactly. We're not no obviously you monster, would go to your you know
1: yeah obviously if my own bed is available I would choose that over uh, someone else.
0: Right, and the, and and you know the, I, guess, I guess we didn't clarify this, but like there's not there's not another bed in the place you're staying. Obviously. Oh
1: yeah, a few a few people responded and said why wouldn't you use the guest bedroom? Like it's like it's it, not a house. It's
0: not- <laughs> you know. But but some people I think even in a guest bedroom still would vote no. By the way, based on some of the replies I got. Yeah, same.
1: So I, what did you think the poll was going to say? Like, based on the conversations that you had with your friends, like, where did you think people were going to lean?
0: We know how you feel. So, well, this is why it came up, because this, I had to debate this, okay? Yes. Because upon someone saying to me, oh, would you have sex in your friend's bed when they're out of town? My first answer would be, well, I would really try not to. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't what just do you be mean, like, "Oh, I try not to." Like, like you tried, like I tried not to have sex, but then whoopsies. <laughs> no, of the sense of sex I would, took over. I would explore every possible option that wasn't bringing this person back to my friend's place. I see, I see. Okay, right? Like I immediately would say, "Well, let's go to your place over this yeah. situation." Okay, right? Okay. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Upon asking that question, I, I was like, the majority going to be like. No, of course not. I would never do such a thing. But upon conversations with people I've had, everyone's like, "Well, I have done that before." But, but like I said, I would. But it's not best not practice. <laughs> yeah, it's not best practice. Or I guess it's more like I, I don't know. You don't tell your friend. I don't know. I I wasn't surprised that the majority said no. But I think it's something that I think I think people are a little on their high horse of I want to be like I don't I don't think you've been in this scenario before. But obviously, I'm a little biased because I just had it. But I don't know. I, I made mine black and white. I made mine yes or no. You said so yes I, had, or no. I had 56% said no. When the poll started, I, it was a whopping like 70%. And I was like, all right, well, I guess.
1: You're like, this is not good. Yeah. I So I had a very similar percentage of no. 57% of my people said no. Mm-hmm. But then I broke it out where I said, sure, why not? And then I already have, because I was curious how many people have done this at Right, are willing to admit it. Only 9% of people.
0: Have already done it, which was well okay. more than I was expecting. But see, I feel the sure, sure why not made it seem like too nonchalant. <laughs> people are like, alright, I'm not an asshole. I'm not a sure why not. You know who cares? Yeah, maybe. maybe, but uh, our nose
1: are still the same percent. So I guess right, pretty consistently, sixty-ish percent of people are like, nah. Okay, all right. I never have had sex in a friend's mm-hmm. bed when I was staying at their place, but I think I would <laughs> like that's like not it's like a weird way to put it but like i don't think i'm a no way i don't right. think i'm in the no way camp and that gets into the next question it's the it, and the reason is because of the way that i'm going to answer the next question i will admit that when i posted this poll it, an unnamed friend of mine dm'd me and said what about your friend's grandmother's bed
0: because oh shit! that
1: is something that i did <laughs>
0: oh uh, was that like house party thing or it was a house party in college yeah that makes sense because i right did lie, in my these, defense i did polls. not know in my defense i did uh, not know it was her grandmother's bed <laughs> damn but that's i mean i mean that was a whole other thing i was like i don't know if we want to get into that of like well something you just touched on right is when I think of this scenario, I don't think a random person. I don't think I go out, I meet someone that night, I bring them back to my friend's place. Of, I wouldn't want a stranger in my house. No. Why would I bring a stranger to their different. house? Right. And I also would very be very different. concerned of watching this person I don't know and making sure they don't touch anything or they don't take anything. Yeah. Like Even my best of friends, they might have something that's really valuable and meaningful, meaningful to them and I just don't know about it or know where it is. So, I, you know.
1: I know that, so wait, so let's, so our next question is, would you care if a friend had sex in your bed while you're out of town?
0: I'm not surprised. Majority said yes for mine. 62%.
1: It maps, right? It checks out. It's like the same percentage of people that said that they would never do it. It's the same people that don't want it to happen to them.
0: So like. Right. And it's a little hypocritical that mine is a little bit higher. 62 versus 56 Mine you is know, a little bit higher, um, too. Right. Because what came up when I was discussing with my friends was one girl flat out said, well, if I was staying at a guy friend's place, I don't think men would really care. I think my female friends would care. So she was like, oh, I'm staying at a guy fr- guy's place versus someone staying at my place. I don't want someone doing it at mine. But she said, I would be more inclined to do it if I was staying at a male friend's than a female friend's.
1: I think and it depends said, on which very friend. I think I have I have I, some... I have some friends that I know would care and others that I don't think would, but I think I would like know that I I kind of, Mm -hmm. I kind of already am thinking in my head, like which friends do I think would care? I think, and my friends feel free to let me know if this is true. I think that my friends would be surprised to hear that I would not care.
0: I was surprised because I texted you about this poll and I said, if I stayed at your place, I would not even consider
1: it. Yeah. Which it's just funny. Because I'm a, I'm a straight up, I don't really want to know. I think it's a don't ask, don't tell situation. I don't want oh, you to very tell much. me
0: or ask me. But
1: well, I not That's don't where people care. differed in their you,
0: responses.
1: Yeah, people did differ in that. But like, as long as you wash the sheets, it's like a hotel. Like I've slept in hotel beds. People have
0: definitely had sex in them. Right. So there's several variables here. Okay. First of all, I am the guest. that if I stay at your place, I clean the sheets. Oh. Period. Well, yeah, that's One probably night, true no
1: matter whether you had sex or not.
0: Right. Exactly. i because that's my thank you for you having me there. And especially I would assume you had clean sheets on the bed when I arrived. So they're clean for when you get home back to your place. Right. It's a courteous yeah. thing. I'm staying at a place for free. That's the least I can do is clean your sheets. Maybe if there's some dishes in the sink, whatever. Like I would go out of my way to clean a little extra. And that's my way of kind of a thank you. Um, yeah, it makes sense. So a bunch of people that said, you know, about like have sex in your friend's bed. It's OK. All of them in the response box were saying, well, as long as you clean the sheets. Now, guess what came up at brunch? My one friend admitted. She said, guys, this isn't knocking you. It's not that I don't love my friends. She said, but I have sheets that are my sheets. And she said, I have sheets that I put on a bed if guests come over. Oh. Like, she has nicer sheets that are hers. And she's like, yeah, they're my sheets. And also, it's kind of a cleanliness thing for her. She's like, okay, these are mine. And these are my guest sheets. I I mean, that's that's totally fair. Yeah. So she was like, I love my friends. Have sex in my bed. I don't care. But not on my sheets. They're not (laughs) my sheets. sheets yeah but i, was I like, oh, also that's a interesting thing
1: i also think there's a one step further of washing the sheets is there are times especially if you're having unprotected sex where that might not be enough what do you mean like put a towel down yeah i think that if i were going to do that at a friend's apartment i would be so nervous that washing the sheets was not going to be enough mm-hmm.
0: i think i'd want to like put a towel down or something when i have done this i put something down as an extra yeah. precaution because that I was sense. also just like, this will make me more relaxed because, uh, yeah, some stains just, you can't get out. And then it's a scenario mm-hmm. of, well, I got to buy you new sheets and they, I got to get them today <laughs> or, you know, a new mattress. I mean, okay. Well that's, yeah, if it's really bad. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say, I'd say put a towel down, something down as an extra precaution there, uh, just to be safe. But, uh, yeah, I think it's something in theory we all think we would never do, but you know, I. It's something too of like, I would almost assume it more, if you know, I have a friend and her boyfriend stayed at my place. I am, I'd be like, well, what am I going to tell them? Like, and by the way, don't have sex in my bed. Yeah, that's, that's such a, a weird. weird thing to say, right? I am. So there's there's been a few people that have stayed in my apartment, you included,
1: and I don't think you're in this group, but I I am fairly certain. So I have yet to have sex in this apartment. i'm fairly certain somebody else has though
0: okay hilarious of today i was thinking about this poll and i was like is my mattress new and have i had sex in it yet i think i would be mad if someone else had sex in my bed before i did so like let me christen the bed not you
1: so when i moved (laughs) into my when i moved into my last apartment i i had a friend staying with me and she was kind of seeing somebody in new york and he ended up staying over at my place with her Mm -hmm. and me i was there too but i was in my bedroom and they were in my guest bedroom and i actually asked her i was like hey i kind of want to be the first person to have sex in this apartment oh my god
0: that's that's hilarious but i kind of think valid it's weird but i i think it's valid and she was like oh i was not because i
1: would have been able to hear them probably and she was like i wasn't even going to for that reason but also like
0: totally get it yeah so see this is a whole nother poll we could do of do you have sex when you have like are you visiting a friend you're in an extra room even roommate is home like or visiting your partner's parents yo let me tell you something that is one thing i don't i don't know if i could ever do and get over of like my parents being in the house i have you have. See, everyone yeah. says they do. And I I'm I just think like, oh my God, I don't know if I can. I I remember
1: once, so the way that my the house I grew up in was a split level, meaning that like the house is all it's like a long, it's very long. The house is yeah. all on one level. And the backyard spans that entire area. Right. And my room had like windows to the backyard. And I remember Thinking once, it was the middle of the day, anybody could just walk through the backyard and would just be looking into my room right now. And I like panicked and Mm -hmm. like army rolled off the bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: It was like if anybody walks into the backyard right now, they're just going to see you naked on the bed and be like, what are you doing in there?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I'm on the floor. Right. Because, you know, something we didn't do. I didn't want to add this because I just felt it would be too many polls. But, I thought of like, what if I stayed at my parents' house? Say they had an, uh, an apartment; they downsized; yeah. I don't have a house anymore. It's just one bed, and I stay there with my partner. Do I have sex in that bed? And I think my answer would be no. There's something weird to me about it being like my parents' bedroom or parents' bed. Yeah, and same with vice versa. But ultimately, I think with all these scenarios, I think people would just rather not know. Like, don't ask clean hotel. up after yourself, and and no one really wants to know because some people suggested in my little box. Of, oh, as long as they asked, I wouldn't care.
1: What? Don't, don't
0: ask. If you ask, now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, like, what? Like, cause, like I said, if I know you're seeing someone in whatever city you're visiting, I assume, hey, they might come over. Now, what I did is I said to my friend, is it okay if I have a friend over to hang out? I chickened out of specifying, like, do you care if they sleep over and sleep in your bed? Yeah. And that was my way of testing the water. And they immediately said, oh, yeah, I don't care. And
1: that's where I think the third question that we ask comes in, which is, does it change your answer if the person that they're with is someone they're dating versus a rando? Yeah, and I was
0: a little shocked.
1: I was too. I expected it to really change people's answers, and it largely did not. No, my majority still
0: said no. Yeah, like doesn't matter. Not okay. Yeah, that was 55%. So – I get it, though, but I, I assumed from the poll someone would not be just bringing home a random person. Or in that scenario, I'm like, you better ask me. You bring a stranger well, into my house. When because you my first... number one thing would be, I have jewelry in whatever place, and it needs to exactly. be hidden. And not that I have diamonds on diamonds, but I have some sentimental things that matter to me, and Bad I stuff. don't want someone to take them. Right. I, so when you first asked me, before we
1: decided it was going to be a poll, when you were just asking my opinion, it didn't even occur to me that it might be a, a stranger. Right. I That mean, you seemed think most so insane to me. Yeah, yeah, that you would bring a stranger into my not you, but like it seemed so crazy that somebody would bring a stranger into my home and then have sex with that stranger in my bed. It mm-hmm. didn't even occur to me that that was an option.
0: Right. I I would like to think nobody assumed that, but I don't know. Maybe that's also a gender thing. Because men know. have I, such this pressure of like, what is it? Almost being the ultimate wingman and never being a cock block situation. And so it's like if this was two male friends, someone else in the group would probably shit on them like, what, he was going to get laid and you cockblocked him because you didn't want this girl in your apartment. But there's also this safety aspect of it, too, of like, it's- yeah, a man is not worried about something unsafe happening with a random woman. As, well, that's true. Yeah, it's very different. Right. But,
1: yeah, like I, I would – if I found out – if a friend was staying at my apartment while I was out of town and I found out that they had a stranger that not only I don't know but they don't know – Right. Even if they didn't have sex with
0: them, I would be pissed. Right. That's that I would not like.
1: Like so. a safety thing. Like, yeah, you had someone in in my apartment that not only I don't know them, but you don't know them. Absolutely not.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: And so. any time that I've had someone staying with me, they have asked if they can invite. Even if it is their boyfriend, they've been like, "Hey, is it cool if so and so comes over?" And like you, like your friend said, I've always said, "Yeah, of course."
0: Yeah, really, he oh. knew I was seeing someone. In a yeah. sense. So I felt it was implied by what I said. And he made the joke of, of don't let them, you know, teal, steal my shit. Right. <laughs> so it's not it's not like a in the blind, in the dark thing. Also because I said my friend. I didn't specify. If it was someone we both knew. You would have given a name. I would have been like, oh, it's cool, so-and-so comes over. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And then the other time I had someone stay here, it was my friend and her husband who were here. So, like, he was obviously here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just see it as, like. It's funny that people get all weird about their bed, but we all stay in hotels, and it's like everyone talks That's about right. hotel fantasy sex. <laughs> so it doesn't you bother
1: think... me for that reason. It's
0: like we've you've definitely had sex in the same bed as strangers, right? I think there's a there's just a cleanliness aspect, fresh sheets. That's the key. The the sheets must be fresh, right? So anyway, but uh, I found this to be an interesting poll. I was I was really surprised at all the different <laughs> responses. Yeah. I
1: did too. And, you know, we also, so we're talking this week as we did in a little bit in the intro, we're talking about dating fatigue and dating app fatigue. I don't think we have ever gotten this many listener submissions as we did for this topic. Oh, really? Yeah. Like on. an overwhelming number of submissions and not questions necessarily, because we pitched it as like, feel free to vent, but just people who are really frustrated. Mm -hmm. with dating fatigue and i think this is something that is really top of mind for people right now more than ever
0: i mean it makes sense to me of covid forcing us forcing people in a way to use online dating specifically Mm -hmm. people that maybe had never used it before or taken it seriously and you know depending on where you lived how open things were especially if you lived in a colder climate there wasn't easy outdoor activities to do that were considered safe before the vaccine so you know like myself i have deleted them recently and I really felt like man 3 years basically 3 full years I really really was doing the apps and I just hit my wall with it. So, I get it.
1: Yeah. There was a listener sent me an article that kind of got us thinking about doing this as a topic and it was a vice article that we'll put in the show notes. It's called why dating sucks right now and mostly I want to talk about what our listeners said, but something that did strike me from that article that it kind of got me thinking apparently According to a recent study, by 2035, more people will have met their partner online than in real life.
0: I'm not surprised. It's already, what, at 30% right now? I think think so, yeah. That, Mm -hmm. That sounds right.
1: And it's just, like, it makes sense, but it's just wild how much that has changed. On the flip side of that, though, I think, like you said... COVID forced us online in more ways than one and, you know, more aspects than just dating at, you know, a lot of people working online still, you know, school Mm -hmm. was online, everything. And I do think there's kind of that push back to the point where in 2021, according to the same article, Eventbrite saw a 200% increase in attendance at their
0: speed dating events. That really doesn't surprise me. I feel like in general speed dating made a comeback of even being an available option. Yeah, Because well, I think I it like... was such a negative stigma before, and now it was like, anything but this app. Exactly. Anything. And I I
1: think people are just really hungry for something different. And I I personally think that dating apps, that there is a reckoning coming. And mm-hmm. that has already started. I don't know what, what the next thing is going to be. If I did, I would be doing it and making a lot of money. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but in seriousness, if I knew what it was, I would be trying to do it. But... I do think that there is a
0: reckoning coming where
1: dating apps have looked pretty similar for a pretty long time.
0: Yeah. And also the prices just keep increasing. Yeah. And I, and at first, you know what, I think it was $12 for like three months of unlimited hinge and I could use the filters. Ah, 12 bucks. Great. Who cares? And now hinge has the hinge X and this booster and that, and, And it's just so clear right now to me of all the apps trying to just upsell you and get you to spend more money, which ultimately makes people feel like you don't care if I meet someone. You don't really care. If anything, you think you'd have a punch card on Hinge of like, I've paid for how many fucking months? Give me a month for free, okay? <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> you're talking to
1: somebody who bought Bumble Premium for life. So yeah, we're preaching to the choir.
0: But like Hinge X, I was like, oh, what's next? Hinge F, where they're like, hey, we've noticed you've been on Hinge for seven years, continually, pretty much. Now we have a deal with this doctor to freeze your eggs. Like, I will not be surprised if Hinge is suddenly like, you know, hey, we uh, see your uh, age range. Uh, this isn't going that great. Maybe we could direct you over here. I will not be surprised. Like, it's yeah, just, it's pissing me off.
1: There's just, some. there's gotta be something. And I don't think anybody has quite figured it out yet. I think people, like the speed dating thing, you're right, has had a resurgence. There's like more single events than ever before. You know, I, I don't think anybody has quite, quote unquote, figured it out in terms of what that next thing is. Because dating apps was a huge game changer for Dating Mm -hmm. in the same way that like eHarmony and Match.com were game changers as websites before dating apps were game changers in the way that they were. It's looked so similar. Like there's got to be something new coming. And it feels like there's, there really is a swing where people want to be back in person. But that there's like just some sort of gap. Like there's a gap between like what people are looking for and what is available to them.
0: Yeah. And I think a big part of the fatigue, too, honestly, comes from the fear of fully deleting your apps and fully not being on them. Yeah. Because people hate feeling like they're not trying. And It's if you, FOMO, too. Right. So if you fully delete and, and put it away, we almost feel like we need some valid excuse, like, I'm studying for the bar exam to do that. Because there's a combination with dating... And I do believe this as well of if you're really doing nothing, then you can't be surprised you're single or be upset that you're single. But at the same time, if you're forcing yourself to do something that is making you unhappy, you need to take a break from it. It's it's also not going to help you. And I hate that idea of if I'm not on a dating app, I'm not trying. And it's a fear of, well, now I'm, what, less likely to meet someone because I, I got rid of this option completely. right? Which
1: like that stat just said, is going to be the way that most people have met their partners
0: within the next 10 years-ish. Right. But, you know, you look at the data of your own life, you look at your patterns. If I was a business and I had five different platforms, I was advertising my business for customers. And yeah. one platform was not getting me customers or was getting me flaky customers that won't make an appointment to come in, but they'll call my office. Right. Let's say that as a business owner, would I keep putting money into that fifth outlet? No. no, I would stop wasting my time and money in that outlet. And I'd say, let's take this money and time and put it somewhere else. And with dating though, we're so hesitant to do that. So right now I have been doing that. I'm basically like, you know what? None of the people I ended up really falling for and dating we're from online and so it's very hard for me right now to really believe in it and do it. Yeah. And I and I think I do better in person anyway. So I'm trying to hit more of just things I can do and be out and there might potentially be people there. So they're not necessarily a dating event, but something. That's you know, I'm going I'm looking forward to being in LA and just being out. Being out, seeing all these new places. I have that fresh new energy. I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on that first.
1: Yeah, I totally hear that. And that's something that was a major theme in what people submitted to us was that they want to delete the apps, but they feel like if they do delete the apps, then what are they really doing? All that said, we got a lot of submissions from people who have recently deleted their dating apps and every single person said it was the best decision they ever made.
0: Really? What did they do? Did they say what they started doing instead or just the feeling of the fatigue is gone?
1: Both. So there were some people that just said that they felt like this weight was lifted from their shoulders, and that this, you know, pressure that they were feeling to be on the apps all the time and doing things that 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 was gone. But in the back of my head, as I'm reading that, I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, cool, that could be true." But then eventually, won't I feel like I'm not doing anything? Because if I don't change anything else I'm doing, then what? Right. So somebody wrote in with an actual suggestion and she said that she said she gets pretty fatigued every like few months or so and when that's when she's feeling like that that she makes a conscious decision to delete her apps for 30 days and she commits herself to twice a week which for me it might have to be once a week cuz twice might feel like too much but she commits herself to twice a week doing something that she would want to do with a partner okay i love that almost like the bubble so- bff things Exactly. So she's like, "Okay, I'm going to go to a show and go dancing or you know, whatever it is." Mm-hmm. And she said that she actually ended up meeting someone that she dated for a little while when she was doing that.
0: Well, I'm not surprised because again, if you look at, okay, what do I want to be doing or what are things I like to do? Where are those guys doing those things? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or where are those exactly. people, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, deleting an app and only doing I go out to bars with friends also will make me fatigued because I am not a big drinker and I don't enjoy being in a bar out till late on a Friday or Saturday. I enjoy more things like she just said, shows, dancing, something. And and think of it that way. I like to dance. I like to go out and dance. I would love a guy that would like to go out dancing with me. Totally. So it's like it's so simple but brilliant at the same time. It it is. And kind of like when you discovered all those guys that were a
1: Barcade. Yep. When you said that I was thinking I would love a guy who wants to go to Barcade. I love games. Mm -hmm. I don't really want a guy who wants to go out dancing because I don't really want to do that. So I shouldn't. So, yeah. So, like, I shouldn't go. Not shouldn't. But, like, it wouldn't make sense for me to go try to meet a guy out dancing because I, I don't want to do that. Right. No, it makes sense to me. But I love playing games. So, like, going to. I heard actually recently that there are board game meetups happening in the city. I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that you?
0: Yeah, we're on the Patreon. <laughs> we talked
1: about it. Oh, shit. You're right. That was the Patreon. I'm like, I heard recently, and you're like, yeah, bitch, I... <laughs> that was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, Meetup, I think some people might have a stigma of, like, almost with a Bumble BFF of, like, oh, these people don't have friends. And the truth is, no. It could just be people that don't have a friend that likes to do the specific activity. That thing. Like, because I kind of hate when everyone says, oh, running clubs or book clubs. I'm like the books I read are not book club books. Book club books are like romance. Dah, dah, dah. I'm like I'm a self help, you know, autobiography, business <laughs> book reader. That's those are the I books do, I like to read.
1: I do think book clubs exist for those types of books,
0: probably. But when I browse them, it's always like you know Sarah Dessen or what the fuck is that other woman everyone's obsessed with? Colleen Hoover. Oh, I don't know. Is that it? It's some you know. It's like romancey whatever. Yeah, and I read yeah. those books and I'm like, I already have a podcast about dating, like. Me reading that book, I'm like, this is the biggest bunch of bullshit. I get fan submissions. None of this is happening to people in real life. Like, it's not for me. It's just not for me, you know? So, But the social aspect of a book club, I would like, but I would be the person there who didn't read the book and probably would get kicked out, honestly. so. Um, Nobody ever reads the book of my in book clubs anyway. I would like to think there's there would be a few people like me that skimmed it, especially if I'm not into it. I'm like, don't force me to do it. I'm just going to come for the snacks and for the convo we have after the book talk. That'd be me. But it's like those are the two examples. Everyone always says like running club book club. And if those are not your interests, then you feeling all right. Well, what else? You know? Yeah.
1: And so that's one of the reasons that I joined Bumble BFF because I was like trying to, it, this was actually inspired by my best friend from college who I went on a long walk and talk. we were trying to do more walk and talks. She lives in California now. And we're trying to do more walk and talks. And we talked for over an hour while we both walked on Saturday morning. And I was literally brainstorming with her about different things that I could do. She and her husband are in a running club. They both run. I, I don't obviously. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, like I could try to do yoga, but like I'm not that good at yoga, and I don't really know if I'd want to do a beginner yoga meetup. Like I'm not sure if that's where my people are going to be. And I was kind of brainstorming it with her, and coming against a lot of those things of like I just don't, I just don't know what that activity would be. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided that Bumble BFF was maybe a good place to start because then I could at least maybe find one other person, and then maybe we could do something together to them right. start to branch out.
0: No, totally. And uh now you're gotten back into gardening, but it's uh true. Yeah, I, this is biased to say, but I do feel like that is a more female heavy thing and so is yoga and you know certain other activities. So, you know, that's the part um I always think about is like what's an activity that there would at least be both genders? that it's not just male heavy and I'm the only woman there or it's female heavy and there's the one guy and then you find out he's already screwed three of the people in the group (laughs) like
1: we actually got a question in the patreon in our ask us anything form recently that we haven't gotten to yet about a woman who'd recently joined a rock climbing group and has kind of found her people Mm -hmm. in this rock climbing group and I think she's in a new city I, I don't remember the details now but she's interested in one of the guys and they've started to hang out and she thinks she's interested in her too but she's like for lack of a better phrase i don't want to shit where i eat like i like just i just am forming this like really great friendship with these people and this guy is an ingrained part of that group and so if something Uh were to go wrong we know who's not going to be in the group anymore
0: well you think that but i feel like if they're all actually adults it's like get over it you know well but i get her feeling because yes. it's, it's the same if you work with someone, right? However, yep. that's still a primary way that people meet. That's still 30% of marriages is through work. That has gone down now because of work from home and online dating. But it's, that's, it's the same kind of aspect of this is a group I have to see a lot and here's this other person. And I almost feel like that's what makes people behave better. Like the guy that's in your group of a thing, if you were to go out, I think almost would be cooler about not being physical quickly. Because you would just say, hey, a big part of this is because we're in this same group and I don't want to make it weird for everyone if this doesn't work out. So I want to, you know, get to know you better and make sure before I cross a certain physical boundary with you. I almost feel like that makes people, not that, you know, people behave terribly, but I think it it does make everybody kind of slow down and really think about their actions and not be so quick to make certain moves. So, yeah, it's a plus side and a minus side. But I think that's also why yeah. friend setups work out because there's a mutual friend that's accountable and is like, don't be a dick to my other friend because I'm going to hear and about that's it. I got two women that, mad at you, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's something that people submitted to is that it just feels online dating or I don't know if we're a lot I don't even it even called online dating anymore now that it's yeah. on our phone. Like dating app dating. It feels so impersonal in that sense. And the Vice article talked about this too because you can just disappear into the night. You can you can treat someone however horribly and then disappear into thin air like you never existed and you never have to face the consequences of your shitty behavior.
0: Yeah, until I see them on the other dating app three days later.
1: Yeah, but still, like, what? <laughs> but but I know then what, what, are, what. are you gonna do? You know, there's, like, there's, not there's nothing to hold real you accountable. Life, exactly. There's no real life implications of your behavior with dating mm-hmm. apps, and hopefully, most people aren't assholes and don't take advantage of that. But it just doesn't. There That personal connection isn't there,
0: yeah, that's the hardest thing about online dating is there's no face to-face. you're not typically most people are not typically doing a phone call or voice memos or any of that before meeting. So your first meeting is almost, dare I say a vibe check.
1: It's so true there's um, oh there's a lot, I think too, that you miss out on with dating app dating with nonverbal communication.
0: Yes. With like much.
1: someone's tone and body language and literal vibes, like you said. Like mm-hmm. you're just not getting that. Which is one of the reasons why I argue that the bar for a first date should be low. Because yes. you just need to get get on that date and get that nonverbal communication going and do the vibe check. Mm-hmm. But to do that, you have to find yourself in the position with somebody else who wants to get on that date.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And then there's also the time and the effort of getting ready and traveling to the date, et cetera, et cetera.
1: The other thing, and it's, although I do think that there's some piece like nuggets of advice, something that I also just wanted to reiterate is I, one of the things that I wanted people to be able to feel like they could just kind of vent. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people just kind of did that, which I hope for me, it felt cathartic reading it, honestly, because I was able to feel really validated in hearing what other people are dealing with. And so I hope that, that people kind of feel that way in this moment as well but something else that came up a few times in the responses is that dating apps end up making people feel really superficial
0: yeah because well, it's entirely they don't... a superficial app.
1: <laughs> yeah but even even like somebody's bio or whatever it makes them feel like let's say you get a like that you get sent let's say we're on hinge somebody sends you a like and you're not attracted to the person
0: mm-hmm
1: and so you're going to say no. But then you have this, like, oh, like, should I, like, now I feel bad because am I being superficial? And now it's making me feel bad. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't want to lead this person on of matching with them if I'm not interested. And it's like a whole back and forth that doesn't necessarily exist in person in your mind.
0: Yeah. When I've had fatigue, one thing I would do sometimes is, I would be very picky about who I matched with. Of, I would say to myself, if this person asked you out in three messages, would you go on the date? And if my initial reaction was no, then I would not match with them. I'm not saying that's something you should do, but that almost made me, it made me make, I need to be excited on some level for this dating app date and, and take myself out of feeling guilty about being superficial. If right. that makes sense. Um, I was gonna say, do you want to read some of the vents that people send in? Because some of these are kind of funny. Yeah, let's do it. So this one stuck out to me. It's like a side hustle for no pay. <laughs> I <laughs>
1: loved that one. <laughs> That's that, so true. It's so true. And other people were like, it feels like a job. It feels and it's that rang so true to me.
0: Oh yeah, I have a business mind. I read those business books, baby, and that's how I've been looking at it. Is the time, the money, and the energy I put into this has yielded mm. me no customers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting money into this anymore. I'm I'm going back to Facebook there's or whatever. No customers. No customers. <laughs> but truly, I was like, uh, it, it it's incredibly frustrating for me. For me, it's mostly frustrating the time. The time of being on the app, even more so than the getting the person off the app and all the other levels. It's just the literal time of I finally have an hour at night to myself and I don't want to spend it on my phone. I want to spend it doing literally doing the dishes. I would feel better doing something with my hands. that's not. On a screen.
1: Yeah, the somebody said, I'm super fatigued. I've put in my about me. Catch me in the streets. This shop is closed.
0: (laughs) Um. This one's valid. Feels like Groundhog's Day, the same people over and over, same result mm-hmm. over and over.
1: Somebody else said, no more people in your area feels very personal.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a, uh, yeah, that one sucks. The day that's Instagram awesome. went down for like six hours was the only day in New York I ever ran out of people on a dating app. <laughs> and it made me realize how much I was procrastinating with Instagram at <laughs> my day job oh, that God. I was like, wow, you, you went through enough people on, I think it was Hinge or something.
1: Yeah, like you've Uh, gone through the whole city.
0: Yeah, it was like, oh, if you if you swiped as much as you do on Instagram on this app, you would run out. You would. I mean, they
1: definitely do gatekeep people. Like, you are not seeing, you are not seeing everybody that falls within your
0: preferences. Right, hundred percent. Here's one. I think I've heard so many stories of terrible men that it's all I see. Or ruins your motivation that is really real because
1: mm-hmm. I even felt that as I was reading some of these vents. and I, and I don't say this to invalidate people's experiences because many, many people have had really terrible experiences, but yes. I think, and, 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 I, and I have too, but I think that it starts to become, it's like you start to see it more when you think about it more. Mm-hmm. And when we start to get in this mentality of like, I'm going to put this in really big quotes because I don't think this is true. But when we start to get in the all men are trash mentality, which is a direct quote from several submissions that we got in this vent box, Mm -hmm. you, if you are going to start seeing everyone that way when it's just, it's not true.
0: Yeah. I'm not a huge manifestation person, but this is something I do very much agree with when I hear people talking about the mentality and the negativity and, like not believing there are good people out there, so regardless of gender, because mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard plenty of men complain of oh all all women they want a guy that makes this much money and blah 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 or or you know paying for dates. I've had men in my DMs recently about paying for dates, and it's like listen, teach their own on all these freaking things. But if you go in there and you believe all of men, all of women, all of lesbians, whoever, it's not going to be good. Like you you do have to get yourself to believe there are good people out there. And I think a lot of times, you know, this has come up before, that like Facebook group are we dating the same guy, Mm -hmm. as much as it has somewhat of a good purpose, it has good intentions, it's a group that I can't constantly be in or looking at because it just reiterates this, all men are trash. Because the posts that you see in your feed from it are the ones that get the traction, which are the men that are you know, dating multiple women or all these women have gone out with this man and have some story about him. And the posts that are actually the good guy, there's plenty of those, but they have no comments. So I don't see them. Yeah. They don't pop up, but
1: they don't pop up on your newsfeed or whatever.
0: Right. So it's stuff like that. I'm like, I get this and I get the idea behind it. But for me personally, I can't be in here and be a part of it. Like I, I'm taking people at face value and what my gut says about them. I am I am
1: personally not in those groups for exactly that reason. And also because I think although I agree with you that they definitely started with really good intent Mm -hmm. and that. In theory, it would be great if there were an unbiased place to find out if somebody is like actually dangerous, let's say. Yes, that would be great. But that's not what this place is.
0: No. And people are posting people before they've even met them. Yeah. And I'm like, it's New York fricking city. Like there are men I've gone out with that probably think I'm not a great person or didn't like something I said and something rubbed them the wrong way that if there was a group about women and someone posted me, I've gone on plenty of first dates in New York. There could just be a, a, hundreds of guys commenting saying I went on a date with her. uh, she did this thing. That was weird or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, it's like everyone's fuck boy was, is someone else's husband a hundred percent and that's not to say that there aren't
1: people doing really shitty stuff right it would be great if that shitty stuff could be exposed right that's definitely true but like this very unfettered unregulated Mm -hmm. completely like just wild wild west of accusations and really yeah seems like a problem to me
0: yeah or it's you know it Depends on the opinion of people, but like for me, I saw some girl post about like don't date this guy he was in, I was in a situation ship with him for six years, and I'm like, girl, that's on you
1: right that's but on both you. people,
0: both people were in that situation, yeah, but I'm like that's on you that you didn't walk away from that this person wasn't giving you what you wanted, and you're trying to warn other women of like he might do that to them. I'm like, any man might do that to us truly and the and the hard truth is he might not do it to me, you know what I mean, you know what I mean like it's just just because someone treated you one way doesn't mean it necessarily treats everyone else the other way, and I feel like it's just it just reiterates this whole fear and, and negativity about dating. And well, like I said, I think it, it it started as a good purpose, and I think some of it still is a great purpose, but that I can't get I, on board with the constant "men are trash" talk. No, me either.
1: I also think that a lot of the things that I have seen—I'm again, I'm not in these groups, but I've seen screenshots of them and people yeah. who posted it, whatever. A lot of the posts that I've seen about, let's say, a situation ship, isn't even like. He treated me poorly. It's like he just he didn't want to date me.
0: Yeah, which I'm like, you should have known that after uh, three months. Okay. Personally. Yeah, and even if even if it's
1: like, oh, this guy ghosted me, that really sucks. He shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Should we be putting him on blast in this public place, though? Also, no. not sure about that.
0: Right. So that's why. You know. Anyway, I I don't want to. It's stuff like that just reiterates the whole men are trash talk, and that's something that. People that are kind of, I hate to say wah-wah-woo-woo, but that's kind of how they are in my head. More hippie-like with manifestation and stuff like that. When they say stuff about that and that you need to believe there are good people out there, I do agree with them. And that is something that before starting having dating podcasts, I didn't really. I was like, whatever. It's just girl talk. We can girl talk. But it's similar to the advice of breakups of if you're shitting on your ex, and talking shit about them with your friends, you are still in a relationship with them, and it's actually stopping you from getting over it. You think it's yeah, helping, but it's not. They're taking up brain space, negative exactly. or positive. Exactly. So I, I put yeah. it in the same category.
1: I totally agree with you, and I think that it's like the more that we we've talked, we've had episodes in the past where we talked about like brain chemistry, and we talked about like the RAS, the reticular activation system, yeah, within your brain, which finds things that you tell your brain are important, like -hmm. you're getting like a million stimuli a day. Your brain cannot consciously think about all of the stimuli that you're getting in one day. So it decides what it's going to bring to your consciousness. It decides what it's going to bring to your attention, if you will. Right, And it learns that based on what you tell it. So if you're telling it, dating sucks, men are trash, it's looking for examples that prove that out.
0: Yeah, and it's not giving people the benefit of the doubt sometimes, which is very hard to do. If you just had you know someone break your heart, or some men just treat you shitty, if you feel like the last five dates I've gone on were all assholes, yeah, I get it. Which is why I advocate for breaks. That's my biggest advocate in this whole episode. Is like take a break. It's okay. Yes, and that's where I think it's like
1: we're not saying soldier on. Like if Mm -hmm. you just think dating sucks, then you're it's never going to get better. Just you have to keep going. You must keep going.
0: No. No, but I think there's something to, especially because I see this in the entertainment industry, there is something to a lot of these people that really blow up and make it. I'd say 90% of them are almost a little delusional with oh, yeah. their belief and their faith in themselves. And you kind of have to be. Like like if you don't believe it, who else is going to believe it? A- and who else is going to promote you more than you promote yourself? So with this, I I've struggled with this in my life of I don't think I've naturally had this optimistic attitude in life let alone dating Mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to be like this super idolized romantic optimistic the way I've I've heard other women be and sometimes I kind of envy that because I I almost look at those people and I say oh those are the people that do tend to be in relationships are that have this kind of super romantic ideal and and kind of blind belief in love Mm. and romance and all those things and almost maybe indirectly because they believe in that stuff so much it it is giving the people they date those expectations of them just being like god flowers are so romantic and this is so beautiful and it's indirectly telling your partner i appreciate those things so i would like those things from you so that's where i've seen in comedy all the time where i'm like people that make it often there is there is something that's a little bit of this just belief and faith and then that's when I get frustrated with my own career is when I feel like I don't have anything specific I'm working towards or I'm not really believing in you know like my own material like lately I've been sick of my jokes I don't believe in it I want new jokes and it's stunting me creatively a little bit of performing it makes me not want to perform as much because I'm not excited to go and say the same jokes that I've been saying for the past couple of years. Does that make sense? It, it absolutely
1: does. And I think it, it is, you are saying exactly how I am feeling about my dating app profile mm-hmm. where like, I feel like I've kind of had the same pictures, even if they're not the same, right. It's like, all right, I had headshot, full body shot, activity shot, friend shot, mm-hmm. like I feel like I've kind of had the same pictures. My, bi- my like bio construct has been kind of the same, even though I do switch it up. My prompts have been kind of the same. The conversations that I'm having on the apps have been kind of the same. And it makes me not as excited to get out there and have more conversations and go on more dates because it feels like they're just going to be the same.
0: Right. And same with, you said you're not using whatever openers you used to use. For that, that also gets tiring, right? Or yeah. maybe feels like rejection sometimes. Of just yeah, like, wow, oh, I'm messaging all these people and I'm getting nothing. Is That's where
1: there's this like push-pull because on the one hand, it feels really robotic to over and over and over again ask the same thing. And and it right. is robotic and it probably feels that way on the other end often. Mm-hmm. But then it also doesn't feel great when you're spending time reading somebody's profile to find a personalized thing to say to them and then they never respond.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: So it like – how. Uh. <laughs> Like like we said up top or earlier, I I think a lot of this. I hope that people just sort of see it as validation and you know sisterhood in a sense of just mm-hmm. like camaraderie is the word I was looking for. Like we are all feeling this, and if anybody tries something that feels good for you, like the stuff that we've mentioned that people suggested, please DM us. Please let us know what yes. you're trying that's feeling good and fun and new. We would love to share it and try it ourselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. So DM us any, any other suggestions. We'd love, love to hear it. Please. And yeah. maybe we'll even talk about it on our live
1: show on Wednesday, May 24th with Jared Fried and Jordan Fisher.
0: Yeah. So come on down, everybody. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week.